0: as always it's so good to be with you and I truly love all of you from the very depths of my heart and I also want to thank you um I was sitting there thinking you know as it heats up outside this summer because of your stewardship your good stewardship your actually your great stewardship our air con our air conditioning's working and it's working very well and um It's really exciting, you know, I think sometimes, well, the old unit was 20 years old, and how nice it is to have this one because it takes less electricity, it's more efficient, it's quieter, uh, it it just does so many good things. So when I think about it, I think about you, and just want to thank you so much for making that possible. Well, Pope Emeritus Benedict has said that religious freedom is the most cherished of all American freedoms. And being the 4th of July weekend now, it seems like a good time for us to spend a few moments this evening reflecting upon religious freedom in our country. Here's what's going on, and and I don't have to tell you this, you can see it yourself. Religious freedom is becoming a hot topic button today in our country, and I think most of you would agree with that. And I, at least from what I can see, looking into the future, it's gonna be that way for quite a while to come. And it's, uh, I'm not exactly sure where it's heading. I, I don't think it's heading in what I would consider to be a positive direction. Uh, So, you know, I see that as well. Here's what's going on. As our culture appreciates today in our country today, less the spiritual value of faith. Spiritual value today seems to be something that a lot of people are writing off as superstition or foolishness kind of thing. And when you do that, because the foundation of moral code is your faith that's where the foundation comes from And as you do away with as we do away with the, your faith then you've got to do something about a moral code. you've got to develop some kind of moral code to live by but rather than it coming out of a, a deep sense of devotion as something that, is great wisdom that is handed down to us by God then we begin to write our own code we write our own moral realm and when we do that what you find is as you're seeing today there's much less tolerance for religious freedom it really concerns me uh, to be honest with you about it people talk about uh, freedom and equality and all those things but I see a lot of intolerance for those kinds of things today as well, and it really doesn't match up to me. It depends on what you think. You know, that's part of our uh, me culture that we live in today, that it's what I think. As long as you conform to that or you're close to it, well, that's okay. Everything's going to be fine between you and me. But when you don't, then uh, you're up in arms and it's a it's a very unfortunate thing but um, you know what I'll let me say this I am concerned for where we're headed but I'm not fearful you know people a lot of people are fearful about it today or comes to flow out today but I'm not either one of those and here's why uh, I'm going to trust in God See, I know, as Paul wrote, he said that the greatest of human wisdom is nothing but foolishness to the foolishness of God. Human wisdom is not capable because we're not perfect. We are definitely not perfect, at least I'm not perfect, let me put it that way. Uh, human wisdom is not capable, as the scriptures teach us, of ascending to the wisdom of the sovereignty, and the power of God. So I'm not fearful, but I am concerned. So let us take a couple of moments this evening to look at two very important questions. What is it when it comes to religious freedom? The first one is, what is it? And then the second one is, how do we encourage religious freedom in our culture today, especially on this 4th of July weekend? Well, first of all, the foundation. What is religious freedom? We hear it used a whole lot today. We read about it in the newspaper and when we go to the news sites on the web, all that kind of stuff. And I would say that most of us, because we are so political-minded today, uh, most of us think about it as when it is written in the First Amendment in the United States Constitution, and what does it say? What's that First Amendment? Congress shall not, shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So that's where most of us think that it comes. It comes out of the Constitution, but excuse me, it goes a lot farther back than that. It actually goes back to the beginning of time When you and I were created to this relationship with God, to be in relationship with God, that's freedom. That's the ultimate expression of freedom. And so religious freedom, it, it is indeed the first of human rights. It is. I mean, that is the number one right because it touches upon our reason for existence that's that's why it's so important which is our relationship to our creator you know life flows out of our relationship with God and and everything flows out of that relationship so it's not merely a privilege I'm glad that we have it of course I think it's extremely important but uh, it's not merely a privilege that the government the United States government uh, grants us and that can be taken away at will based upon which party is in control or power. But see, if you go back to the core, once again, you go back to the foundations for what things are. See, it is religious freedom is inherent. It is absolutely inherent in our very humanity because each one of us are hardwired, so to speak, to God and our relationship with God. Uh, Each one of us are connected. So religious freedom then means the right to worship God individually and in community. That's important. And also to go beyond to, to, as we go out of the walls of this church build, this beautiful church building today, as we leave our house of worship, to go out and do good in the world as our faith calls, calls us to do without having to compromise our faith. That's what religious freedom is. And so the Holy Father, Pope Francis, he says that Catholics must be heard in the public square with the followers of the various religious traditions. We must be, we must join together in calling for peace, tolerance, and respect for the dignity and rights of other people. That's what religious freedom is. Now, uh, so we must realize it must never be taken for granted. You must never take religious freedom for granted because it's your first and foremost right. And But what we need to do is encourage it to flourish flourish because it is wonderful you know loving and love are are such wonderful precepts and concepts now let me share with you a couple of ways that we can encourage religious freedom in our nation today first of all we have to pray for government officials that's really important this is this is very uh this goes back to a very scriptural notation that as Paul was writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy he's the one that says that we are to do that he says that prayers are to be made for civil authorities um, and here's the important part because we're so split today in terms of our diversity of, of political opinion well we might think sometimes that we pray for the one that We pray for somebody if we like them if they if we agree with them but that's not what Paul says to do I always think about that because when Paul was writing this letter if you know anything about Roman history the guy that was in charge was a guy named Nero and Nero was he was about as tough and intolerant on Christians as you could be Uh, there there is no doubt about that and uh, yet says Paul says to pray for them. See, we need to pray. We need to pray for our leaders because God has established government. I mean, it's, it's a reality. God, that is something that God established, just like he established marriage, just like he established the, the institution of the family. All of these things have been established by him. And so that's really important. That's why we remember our governor government officials listen for it every week every week we pray for our government officials every week we do and uh, so that's one thing that's we do every week and we need to pray for them Uh, and based upon not how they vote not based upon their opinion but based upon the fact that God asks us to to mold their hearts and to cure them because Paul goes on to say why that's important because he says if our leaders, if God has established these structures within our society in order to do good and if they're abiding and following as as they should be and keeping close to God, what happens? Well, he tells you what happens. He says there'll be peace. There will be peace, and you'll be able to practice your faith. It's oh, interesting, isn't it? And amazing how it all ties together. Well, pray for your government officials. The second thing is to exercise your right to vote. Voting is a wonderful privilege. Uh, you know, it's, it truly is a, a wonderful, wonderful, great privilege. And um, you have to do that. A lot of people think, "Well, I'm not going to vote." Well, I know it's—I know it's difficult, but I uh, like—I like to watch the Rosary, and I like to watch Mother Angelica on EWTN. But she was talking about this very issue the other week, and how important it is to exercise your right to vote. And you know, that's just something we have to do. And it's not only about religion. It's not only about taxes. You know, it's not only about economy, those are very important things and that's what these, society, these structures of life help us to do. But it's also about religious freedom. It's also to give us the freedom to be able to practice our faith and do it without being fear fearful for our lives. The third thing is to communicate with government officials. We are, we are very fortunate. This is a democracy, and, and we're very fortunate to live in a country where there's freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is a very wonderful thing. And so what we're called to do is communicate with those who hold office in the government. Let me tell you this about that. You might think that one voice doesn't matter, but I've, I've been involved in the political process in advocating for... Uh, different types of social issues and concerns, and I have truly seen over time how that one person's letter, one person's email can make a world of difference. I mean, I've seen it, it, it was like, I would have never believed that, but I've seen it take place. And so you have to remember they do listen. They, they truly do listen, and it does make a big difference exercise your right to free speech that's a wonderful thing about our country the final thing and probably one you haven't thought about but I think it's extremely important is to support Catholic education Now, how what's that got to do with religious freedom okay supporting Catholic education well actually it's got a lot to do with it if you think about it see because what does a Catholic school do it, it prepares the entire person to be successful in life, to find meaning and joy and peace and happiness in life. And what it, what happens is that the, the students, the Catholic students of today become the leaders and the parents of tomorrow. That's the way it works. And so it means that they're going to be engaged as they grow older. They're going to articulate and uh, their faith. And so it's extremely important if you're going into that arena to know your faith, to know your faith and to be well formed in your faith and to to be successful in the profession, whatever profession, vocation it is that you choose so that you have a sense of integrity about you so that people will listen to what you say. And and I, I truly must say, I this is a great school saint albert the great parish school is a great fantastic place to get a good great catholic education and that's why we are, we are very heavy in the academics and those kinds of things but we're also very heavy in religious formation and that's very important because these folks these young men and women are, are going to be the ones who'll go out and are gonna stand up for religious freedom. I'd like to leave you with a couple of thoughts for reflection this evening. First of all, what one way can you encourage greater religious freedom in our nation? And here's another one. How can you and your family contribute more to the common good of religious freedom? God bless all of you and on this 4th of July weekend, eat lots of watermelon and ice cream, okay?